0: Thank you.
1: Cool air is fleeting, the sun is shining, music is emerging, we're coming out of our holes in time for the light to return, it's a lot to take in all at once, hold tight to those closest to you. Welcome back to the ravine, explorations in atonal fish. This is episode 12. I'm Brian Brinkman, your humble host, your co-pilot, your comrade in this journey through the hazy and mysterious terrain of fish at their most experimental, in their deepest of communicative insights, and in their most cosmic of journeys. Welcome to the third of three dives into the ravine. In May 2021, in a spring of renewal, reawakening, and rediscovery, we're guided by the familiar sounds which beckon us to the road once more. From a muddy field in limestone Maine, we heard the desolate jam off of waves from August 2nd, 2003. One of my favorite fish jams of all time. We hear the band play almost nothing, fully connected the entire time. To the back ten years, it was Stash from Eugene, Oregon, on the 30th of March, 1993. Noise, speed, frenetic energy. It's a different band from the one who ten years later would explore soundscapes and atmospheres... But without the unbridled energy of 1993, what would they have ever needed to counterbalance with? Finally, we landed in 2009, December 4th to be exact, for a melodic and bubbly take on Seven Below from Madison Square Garden. In the waning weeks of the first year of 3.0, We hear the first hints of 2012 rise up in the clarity expressed by the band and the depths they're willing to traverse to find it. We're going to explore some more dissonance in Fisher's career, bopping around through the years to hear the band exploring the more caustic sides of themselves before looping back for a bit of musical joy. Thanks for tuning in. This is the ravine Tasks, It was wet and cold, there was the black overhead of the sky. I don't remember the events in order. I know we splashed outside with some fathers to help with weatherproofing. We couldn't see what they did, but it didn't look technologically advanced. I held an umbrella over my father's head and gazed down at my feet with the headlamp. They were planted in water. The bottom edges of the basement windows were already a couple of inches submerged. The house was an island. During a lull in the wind, I heard voices above me and craned my neck to look. Skinny legs and cargo pants dangled off the roof. Hey, I called. The legs disappeared and the head and arms came into view. Val, holding a white garbage bag in one hand. It ballooned out in the wind. What are you doing up there? I called. Roof hole covering, yelled Val. They'd put a kid on the roof in a lightning storm. Children's Bible, Lydia Millett, page 63 to 64. Chaos leads to clarity. It's a theme we've explored multiple times during the first year of this show. In terms of how it pertains to the musical journeys Fish takes and the payoffs, no matter how far in the distance they achieve, the sense of exploration, regardless the results, is one of the most courageous and intriguing aspects of Fish's entire career, giving us a glimpse into their minds during the moments of immediate discovery. It's a damn gift from musical gods. We all get to experience it so soon. From August 11th, 2011, we heard light from Lake Tahoe, California. A clear storage jam. This light seems to hug everything inspirational about the jammed vehicle during the first two years of 3.0 and filter it through the lens of summer 2011 fish. A band on the brink of something new. results wouldn't fully reveal themselves for another year, but they were testing the waters, exploring the depths, and here, reveling in the depths of their own creativity. From there, we shifted back to December 1982, the third to be exact, for a shifting jam within Run Like an Antelope in Cincinnati, Ohio. Speaking of being on the brink of something, December 1992 gave us our first taste of the leap the fish was about to take from 1993 to 1995. Finding avenues for exploration around every corner, the band was starting to incorporate the hayhole exercises in their live shows, giving fans a taste of what would come when they'd hit the road again in two short months. Finally, one of the most important jams the band has ever played, the 424-1994 David Bowie. Kevin Shapiro, if you're listening, please put this one in the queue for a live fish release. A foundational jam, a moment of awakening, and a signpost of how much more discovery was left to do. For our last segment of the night, we're going to incorporate some joy in the show in the vein of two jams which highlight fish at their most effusive while still retaining the vigor of exploration. Up first, the down Z's from December 12, 1995 in Providence, Rhode Island. If the band ever sought to marry the candy grooves of December 1995 with the wild explorations from June 1995, it was found in this jam. Finally, Simple, from November 18, 1996. In a month where the band's full realizations of what could be accomplished through linear musical communication, jams like the Memphis Simple showcase the band on the verge of a total overhaul while still blissfully existing in the world of 1992 to 1993. A truly joyous jam, it's a peek into the moments of reflection that can mark periods of transformation. I want to thank you once again for keeping your dials set on the ravine. This was episode 12. My name is Brian Brinkman, and I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Till next time.